Hello, and welcome to Living Word Ministries, where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 To trust and obey. To be happy in Jesus, we have to trust and be obedient. Um, can I confess something to us? When I was asking the Lord what the message would be for today, um, and I remember I was walking up the stairs going into the kitchen at work, and the Lord said, trust and obey. <laughs> and I thought, um, Lord, we heard a message on obedience just a few weeks ago. Is that right? Mariama's message was on obedience. Just do it. And then the Lord repeated back to me, trust and obey. And quickly I realized that I needed to obey. And you know, sometimes in life we think, oh, we've heard that scripture before. We've heard that message before. And I remember one of the, so many times while I was at Bible school, the lecturer will say, now, I'm going to start off by saying, some of you actually know the Bible more than I do. Some of you have heard the scriptures time and time and time again. But I want you, for the purpose of this class, to pretend that you have not heard that scripture before. And the reason for that is so that you can receive. Now, Brother Hagin, for years and years and years and years, ministered on Mark 11, 22-23. But he used that same scripture to minister different, different subjects. So today, I don't know if I want to give the message a title, but it's about obedience, it's about trusting, but I'm going to take it from a different angle. So can we have that picture, which is the last, last image? Amen. Can we all see that picture? Oops, sorry. Has anyone heard about this? Yes? No? How many people have? Great. How many people have not? Okay, we'll find out about it today. Do you know that this is almost like the wonder drug, right? This is the miracle. This is the, the oil that seems, to, that seems to cure anything and everything. It's in the news. It's been in the papers. Um, some people have actually got arrested because of this. It's the cannabis oil, right? Now, there have been parents that have traveled as far as Canada to be able to go and buy this. Some parents have gone to Ireland, um, to, to Netherlands to be able to source this for their children. I think it's, they said it's really good for epileptic fits and everything else. Right. The point here is, 
I'm just a disclaimer, I'm not advertising this. So that's not the purpose of it. The purpose of this is to say, you know, people would go as far as it takes for them to be able to get a medication that may or may not cure the ailment, right? Most of us have had a prescription from a doctor, yes? Who hasn't had a prescription? Who doesn't know what a prescription looks like, right? So when we get a prescription, before, or before we get a prescription, we have to go to the doctor, right? We need to tell the doctor what's wrong. The doctor would ask us several questions to be able to diagnose what's wrong. Now, does that mean that we'll always get the correct diagnosis? No. And you only need to check the internet to see how many lawsuits are out there as a result of incorrect diagnosis. So a doctor would have to diagnose what's wrong with you to determine what sort of medication now, the medication that that doctor might give you could have side effects that could cost something else. Are we right on that? Right. He now needs to decide what the correct medication is and the correct dosage for the medication. You know, it's funny. When I looked at that and I looked it up and I read about you know, there, it actually states that you need to determine the dosage that works for you. So that means that there are a lot of people who would get their hands on this and overdose on it. And some would underdose because they don't know what the correct dosage is. Right? Now, at the end of the day, some might get healed, some might not get healed. But the point is, we are very quick. And medical people, I'm not, you know, I'm not against medicine and I'm not against, but the point I'm making here is that we are very quick and we're very, you know, um, what's the word? Well, not even so much gullible, but we're, we're, it's, we trust in doctors. Right? We will go to a doctor and he'll give us a prescription and we will make sure that we take the medication. So, say for instance, you get a prescription for five days, ten days, because we want that ailment to disappear, we would ensure that we take it the same time, every day, whatever is written on the prescription packet or the medication packet. If it says take it at 6 o'clock in the morning, we'll take it at 6 o'clock. If it says take it on an empty stomach, that is exactly what we'll do. If it says take it after you've had your breakfast, that is exactly what we'll all do. Isn't it? And this is a doctor who gets trained, has some knowledge, and I'm going to say some knowledge because he does not have the same knowledge as the one who has knitted us together in our mother's womb. The one who put all the bones, the veins, the blood 
He's the one that knows where every part of our body should be. If we walked out today and we found someone whose nose was there, wouldn't that be odd? But God knew where to put every part of our bodies. And because he knew, he also knows the functionality of it. Otherwise, he won't be God. So we trust, you know, in a doctor to get us better. And sometimes it's just a temporary cure. And that's why you find people go back and time and time and time again. Have to go back to the same doctor or another doctor. They want a second opinion. Sometimes you have to go through surgery. But all those are no guarantees for the ailments that we have. You know, I read up on something, and uh, well, part of the scripture. You know, we talk about Peter who walked on water. But what did he have to do to walk on water? How did he, okay, so how did he demonstrate that trust? Faith. How else, what, uh, what, what, act, what was the physical action that he had to take? He had to step out. He had to step out of the boat. We want to walk on water. But a lot of us don't want to step out of the boat. How many of us wants to go to heaven? How many of us wants to die? Wow. (laughs) You see, unless Christ comes... We need to die before we go to heaven. I'm not saying now. But whenever that time comes, whenever, whenever God says it's time, we all want to go to heaven, but we don't want to die. The minute you talk about death, boo, all hands are down. But at some point in time, unless God comes, yes, yeah, it is, uh, it is God's time. It's not now. I'm just, that's definitely. So, the point is, we want the blessings of God. We want to be happy. And it takes us trusting God. But not only does it take us trusting him, it also takes us walking in obedience Can we read that scripture, please? Your choice. Amen. Amen. Psalm 125, verses 1 to 2. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken but endures forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. It says those who trust in the Lord, not those who trust in their friends, not those who trust in their brothers or sisters, not those who trust in their children. I'm not saying don't trust them. I, don't, I said don't put your trust in them. There's a difference. 
I'm not saying don't trust people. I'm saying don't put your trust in them. Because the Bible says the arm of flesh will fail us. God is the one who never changes. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as our auntie prayed this morning, she said, God holds his word above his name. Has he said it? Would he not do it? As long as that word is in there, it never fails. It never runs dry. It doesn't go out of date. It doesn't expire. It doesn't spoil. The way we decide to interpret the word of God may differ, but that word does not change. And for each one of us, there are times in our lives that we need to trust God for something. But there are conditions that go along with it. We are talking this morning about, you know, sowing a seed. To one person, God might say, I need you to sow a seed of X amount. To another person, God might not even require you to sow a seed. But somebody, so for someone else, God might say, the seed I need you to sow is to pray for somebody. And that's why we cannot box up our God. Jesus took mud and used it to heal someone's eye. That was how he chose to do it. And we're individuals. We all have our individual walk and relationship with God. I was speaking to a sister a couple of weeks ago. And I said, God would never give a primary or secondary school student the exam of a university student. That's not the God we serve. He knows our frame. He knows where we are. But what's important is that we keep on making those steps. We keep trusting in him. The song we just sang earlier on, that song came about, I don't know if anyone's heard of um, D.L. Moody. Okay, he was one of the patriots of old. And in a, a few years ago, in 1887, apparently he had a crusade, and there was a young man that gave his life to Christ. And he was heard afterwards saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. As in, I've just done this, but I don't know what it means to me. But he made a decision that day. He said, even though I don't understand the steps that I have just taken, and for a lot of us, when we give our lives to Christ, you know, we go through the motions. You know, the sinner's confession. But to be honest, some of us don't know what it actually entails. But they said that guy made a decision that day. Even though I don't understand what I've just done and what it really means, I will trust and obey. Where he leads, I would go. What he says, I will do. 
because he wanted to be happy. And I believe that each one of us sitting here today, we want to be happy in Jesus. Because there are a lot of people there who are happy, but are they happy in Jesus? Because when we look out in the world, what, how do we determine happiness? Lack of troubles, plenty money, a fine house, lovely car. Because we've got, we, we've got things misplaced. Now, come on. I want a nice car. I want a lovely house. What does that determine my happiness? Should we chase after those things at the expense of our happiness in Jesus Christ? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and first things first. No trusting comes with obedience. If you're trusting someone, if you reverence them, if you hold them in high esteem, you'll be obedient. I heard of a story of a young boy. I don't know how old he was. But apparently he was, his dad said to him, I need you to, he was sitting down. And his dad said, I need you to stand up. And he refused. And his dad said, I need you to stand up. And he refused. And his dad gave him, you know, that parent look. I need you to stand up now. What did he do? He stood up. But do you know what he said? I am standing up on the outside, but I am sitting down on the inside. So he actually was physically standing up, but on the inside said he was sitting down. And that is sometimes what we do with God. Let me just do it so that no one talks. Let me just do it so that the pastor doesn't, you know, say anything. But inwardly, are we actually trusting God? How many of us knows that it's not easy? It's not always easy to trust and obey. And that's why we cannot do it on our own. When we feel, oh, you know what, I can do it, that's when we fail. And when we fail, what happens? We draw back. Because we're like, this thing's not working. How many of us have had prescriptions given to us and we never finished it? Yeah. And it's the same thing. We get a prescription, maybe for two weeks, and we use it for five days, and we use it for seven days, and you say, oh, I'm good now. And what happens? The rest of the prescription goes in the 
um, the rest of the tablets just goes in the drawer somewhere. We don't finish it. <laughs> and that's exactly what we do with God sometimes. For us to go to a physical doctor, we, there must be an ailment. The prescription that God gives us is not just for when we're sick. It's also to prevent anything. It's a preventative one, and it's also a cure. I mean, think of it this way. Tomorrow morning, I decide I'm going to my doctor, and I said, oh, um, hi, doctor. I've actually just come, and I named some sort of random ailment. And I said, well, um, I'll need you to treat me for whatever it is. Oh, okay, have you got that amen? No, 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 but just in case I have it. What do you think he'll do? He'll probably think, you know, there's something not going on right up there. You know, should we start looking at mental health? But God has a prescription for us for life to prevent us from anything that we could ever encounter. And that is why you find some people go through stuff and there's so much peace. Because God has taught them how to handle it. Years and years ago, I remember, <laughs> I think, oh, I remember God telling me to go and read the book of Job. <laughs> How many of us know that the book of Job was? <laughs> and I wasn't this mature then. I'm still maturing. But I was nowhere near this mature then in my Christian walk. I read it. But my first question is, okay, so what's coming along? Because you read the first few books of Job and it's about What's lost, what's lost, lost the children, lost this, lost that. Everything that I had, boom. Later I realized why God led me to read it. So there are times that God uses his word to prepare us. But if we don't take heed, and if we don't trust him, and if we don't read, and we don't take the prescription, this is God's prescription for us. And it's a prescription for life. It's a medication that will prevent us from going through certain things. And it's one that we cure when we're going through situations. So what are we trusting God for this morning? What are those situations that we're trusting God for? God is saying to us, trust and obey. They both go hand in hand. There are times when we're obedient, but we're not trusting. There are times we have to do things at work. We don't have to do with it. But because, hey, that's the boss. We do it. In that case, we can't trust the boss because our hearts are not receptive 
But when God says, trust me, he means, trust me. He means, I've got your back. The Bible says the word of God is a light. It's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. When we're walking in darkness, as we are sometimes, we walk in darkness because, not, I'm not talking about physical darkness here, but when we don't know what to do in certain situations, that is darkness. And God is the only one that can give us light. Can we have the wordings of the hymn up, please? That says, it says, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, when we walk with the Lord, you know, God is just so amazing because he's saying we are looking with him in the light of his word. So his word is the only one that can shed light on any situation that we face. And that is why the acronym for this well, it says it's a Bible, but it says it's our basic instructions before leaving earth. That's, the, that's all we need. Everything we need in life is here. And that's why the Bible says that he has given us all things that pertain to life and to live a godly life. It says what a glory he sheds on our way. And I looked up that word. Uh, let's see if I can find it now. Right. I looked up that word glory. It says, what a beauty. What an elegance. What a brilliance. What an opulence. A great beauty. So you can imagine when you're walking with the Lord, everything will be beautiful. And Hey, somebody might say, so what happens when I go through issues? When we go through issues, we know that we are walking with the Lord and he is walking with us. And because God is with us, he will see us through whatever situation it is. What are we trusting God for? Are we trusting God to increase us spiritually? Are we trusting God to increase us physically? Are we trusting God for our children? Are we trusting God for our jobs? Whatever it is that we're trusting God for, he's saying to us this morning, trust and obey. And yes, we say, yes, I tr I'm trusting God. I'm trusting God. But God is saying, are you being obedient? Are you being obedient? Yes, you're trusting me, but are you being obedient? Because there are things that God would have us do while we're waiting. Are we being obedient? It says, while we do his good will, he abides with us still. Why we do his goodwill? 
That's obedience. Doing the will of God. What is God's will for your life? What is God's will for my life? It's important I find what God's will is for my life. And I step into it. I might not be able to see the whole picture. But as I say, Lord, I will trust you. As I take that step, those, those baby steps, he would unveil the rest of it. If I don't step out of the boat, I cannot walk on water. And God is asking us this morning, are we prepared to step out of the boat? It's a tough call. But if we step out of that boat, his hands will be out to reach us. Peter sank when he took his eyes off God. As long as our eyes are on God, we would walk on water. God has a plan for each and every one of us. You know, there's a song that says, it's so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promises. Just to know, thou said the Lord. It's so sweet. And I'll tell you, every day, every day, every day, as long as we connect with him, he would unveil himself more and more to us. Trusting in Jesus is allowing him that 24-7 access to our lives. Allowing him to turn things around Knowing that when God turns things around, he turns it around for good. To truly obey God can be painful. But it is very rewarding. Because there are things that God will have us go through. And we look at the face of it and say, Lord, really? I remember times in my life where I've just, you know, oh, I feel sorry for the carpet on my, the, for the, for the carpet on my stairs. Because I'll just sit there and cry and wail and wail and wail. And then I wipe my face and I'll get up and carry on. Because there were things that God was wanting me to do, needing me to do. And I struggled with it. I was like a barrister in the courtroom. But Lord, but Lord, but Lord. And God said, if only you would do this, you would see how I'll turn things around for you. And God's saying to us this morning, if only we'll be obedient. If only we would trust him. If only we would let go. If only we would say, Lord, you are the one that is the pillar of my life. 
You are the one I'll trust in. Even though it's painful, I would let you have your way. And I'll be obedient. To be obedient to God has to be in body and in heart. Not just like that little boy that said, I'll stand up, but I'm sitting down on the inside. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. We sing that song, my hope is built on nothing else. But what? But Jesus Christ. So if our hope, if our everything is built on Jesus Christ, why would we not be obedient to him? The true test of our love for Christ lies in our obedience to him. It lies in us recognizing that there's an issue and also the willingness for change. You know, we have a saying back in Nigeria, the day a madman knows that he's mad, that's the day of deliverance. Because now they recognize there's something wrong. Oftentimes, we're not honest with ourselves. And because we're not honest with ourselves, we're not honest with God. And God can't help us. But the minute we say, you know what? Hey, God, I've messed up. And there are times when, you know, hey, things come to my hand. I'm like, Lord, I've messed up. You're the only one that can deliver me. He knows the deep thoughts of our heart. He knows our frame. He knows us from the inside, even before we, more than we know ourselves. And once we know and we recognize and we're willing, then God will step in. We have a continuous dose of our spiritual prescription. Bible says we should trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And what? He would direct your path. He says he will keep in perfect peace those whose hearts are stayed on him. Perfect peace. Not just peace, but perfect peace. You know, today, God is just saying to us, trust me. Trust me and be obedient. And he's saying that to me. And he's saying that to you. The amount of trust or the openness that we give to God would determine what he can do for us. If we're hiding things from God, which I don't know how we ever think we can, if we're not open to the God who created us, 
who created our frame, who created, who, who thought about us even before our parents decided to have us. The God who knows us from the inside out. The God who knew us when we were born, before we were born, and he knows how many days we have on earth. He knows what we'll go through, the joy, the trials, the tribulations. Why shouldn't we just hold on to him? Say, Father, I don't know how, I don't know when, but I know that you'll come through for me. And as I close this morning, I have a beautiful picture for us. Which one? Um, let's look at both. Amen. <laughs> What's that frog doing? It's chilling. It's chilling. It says, do not be anxious over anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, along with thanksgiving, let your petition be made known unto God. Let's look at the other picture. Amen. So this is our overt for the week. Fully reliant on, on God. When we're fully reliant on God, he'll make all things work together for our good. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30 a.m. at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.